This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined by one of my favorite pop culture internet personalities. You've probably seen her on TikTok. You might have heard her podcast, Morgan's Pop Talks. Please welcome Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Hi, Dylan. Well, thank you, because you are one of my favorite internet pop culture personalities. So I think we're going to get along just great on this episode. Perfect. Well, that's a a good way to set the scene. I feel like we have a lot of random stuff to talk about. And you do such a good job in your videos and your podcast, everything, breaking down whatever is happening. The whole TikTok, like pop culture scene is so stressful to me. But I feel like you really, you really nail it all the time. (laughs) It's very stressful to me as well. So I definitely uh, fake it till I make it. So thank you. I appreciate the compliment. What is your I'm curious, in terms of your content when you're doing it, like, is there a topic that you always love talking about the most? Or is there something where it's like, when you see that it's trending, you're like, oh, God, I have to make a video about this, don't I? <laughs> you know what? It's funny because it changes a lot. I mean, I first got onto the TikTok scene because of Housewives. So that's really where like my my core people are, our Housewives fans. I will say I do love talking about the Kardashians. Um, I will say that I'm not one of those people that will always... Um, I mean, of course, I I view them in a positive light. I think they are phenomenal. But also, like, if I need to be a little bit shady towards the Kardashians in a moment, I will do so. And they have such a strong fan base that sometimes I get afraid to do that because they will cut you. Um, But I think it's just all fun. And I'm never (laughs) malicious when I mean anything. But sometimes you got to be shady. I learned that from Housewives. I think that is such a good point. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I'll get like a comment or something that it's like, oh, like you're too nice to this person or you're too mean to this person. And it's like, it's hard. We're, it is you know, hard. Like, <laughs> especially when these people are on these TV shows where we're seeing so much of their lives and so much they're, they're involved in conflict and everything. It's like, I don't agree with almost anyone 100% of the time. Like, I'm not going to yes. love anyone no matter what. I think feel that so strongly too. And at the end of the day, I love reality TV. So I love these people that I'm watching on TV. Like everyone's going to have a bad moment here and there. Like even though Craig Conover sometimes has really bad moments, I still like Craig Conover because I like reality TV. Um, So it's just, it's ebbs and flows. I will never be the type of person that like very, very strictly hates somebody till the end of time. If I had to pick somebody that would come close to it, it would be Lisa Rinna. (laughs) But, (laughs) But I still respect Lisa Rinna's hustle. I'll put it that way. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, like, 
she she does what she needs to do sometimes. Yeah. I feel like there's so much going on. I keep forgetting that Southern Charm comes back next week already. I know. Can you believe it? And I... It's so funny, too, because, you know, whenever you're watching past seasons in the moment, I hated Madison. We all were like, oh, Madison, what are you doing? But I recently watched uh, they had that special on Bravo where Craig and Madison sat down and watched that reunion together. And I thought it was so funny. And I was like, I can't wait to see Madison. I am so excited to see Madison LaCroix back on my TV. So I think it's just funny how things can change even the second time you watch an episode. I am really interested to see how Madison comes off this season now that she's seemingly fully done with Austin once yeah. and for all, and she has a new man. And, you know, I it, I think it'll be kind of refreshing to see her, like, not toying with Austin the way that she was <laughs> last season. It's just so funny, too, because when you compare, you know, Madison and Austin's dynamic to Ma- to uh, Sierra and Austin's, it's so totally different. And I feel Ugh. like if Sierra, Sierra does have Madison energy sometimes where I feel like if she really wanted to, she could just like whip Austin into place. But she is too kind hearted where Madison just says whatever she feels. And I love that about her. Um, So, yeah, it's just interesting to see all the different dynamics. And, of course, we know that Austin is actually with neither of them right now. And I'm kind of disappointed that I think Madison is just a friend of role. But I think it's because, obviously, you know, she's moving on from Austin. But I'm still so excited for, for Southern Charm. It's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, it's one of those shows where I feel like even when I hate it or have trouble with a lot of the people I'm like I can't, uh, yeah. I can't quit this it's like a toxic I know. it's a toxic habit <laughs> I'm not just gonna it stop definitely watching is. <laughs> speaking of shows that have had a lot of I don't know a lot of black and white response from fans Real Housewives of New Jersey was I think tough this season to watch with all of the like Teresa and Melissa and you know it just gets so toxic online but this video that came out this week of Joe Gorga <laughs> screaming at a man in a parking lot for allegedly not paying rent to him in four years. That is the kind of Jersey mess that I want. <laughs> Thank God for Joe Gorga. Without Joe, Joe Gorga, there would be no Real Housewives of New Jersey, and he's not even technically a housewife. I feel like the Real Housewives of New Jersey has turned into the Gorgas and and everybody else is just kind of like background noise and not necessarily Melissa because she needs to step it up a little bit. But between Teresa and Joe and everybody else is just bystanders in the circus. (laughs) It's funny to get a glimpse of this side of Joe Gorga because I feel like we used to see it. We've seen it on the show before, but in the last couple years, I feel like almost Melissa and Joe have positioned themselves as kind of like the the more normal ones and like the kind of like, it's like, Oh, like this stuff is crazy over there, but we have our perfect family. And like, you know, (laughs) that we don't want the drama. And then you just see this like two and a half minute video of Joe screaming and like, maybe he has a sledgehammer. It's a little (laughs) unclear, but it's just like, Oh yeah. Like that, you know, the animal Joe is still under there somewhere. (laughs) He's back. I know everyone was make. I mean, it is a big deal. But I was like, I kind of would expect something like this from 
from Joe Gorga. If if a tenant didn't pay for four years, which I'm very confused, I'm very, very confused by because everything that I've read said that some of it was COVID related, um, but that obviously didn't start four years ago. So like what happened in the two years before he lost his job due yeah. to COVID? Exactly. Yeah. So Joe's lawyer, it sounds like, said that he owes like $50,000 in back rent going back to 2018. And then obviously, you know, there wasn't like a COVID program until 2020. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm like, are we going to see this like play out in court on the show? I feel like they, they have been the last couple of years, they've been keeping Joe's businesses kind of separate from the show, which mm-hmm. m- maybe is, uh, makes them look a little better. But I'm, I do want to know what's going on here. I mean, I feel like all Housewives franchises are kind of starting to lean into legal drama. So maybe this will be New Jersey's way of leaning into some legal drama. I know. I mean, I with Joe, it's like there definitely has been stuff out there in the past. And when they brought on, um, what's her name, Michelle, who was like going to be the realtor, there was like a whole thing about yeah. Joe not paying. Like, it feels like we've danced around this topic a couple of times. But for uh-huh. whatever reason, it's always kind of like stayed on the sidelines and you know maybe if uh maybe if joey's not nice to Teresa, she'll she'll bring something up on camera oh my gosh i just i just was not surprised by that video in the slightest i know a lot of people were but i was like oh yeah it's just a tuesday for joe gorga yelling at people about rent that's like i feel like i just need to hang out in new jersey for like a little while and just like wait for something (laughs) to see something like that go down it can't it shouldn't take that long (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, trust me. My best friend lives in New Jersey and I went to a, a Jersey wedding where we were basically we were essentially like fist pumping the night away. And it was like midnight by the time something like that happened. So if you're in New Jersey long enough, something like that will definitely happen. But no hate to the New Jerseyans. We have a good time there. We yeah, I don't know if we love it, but it's like I would camp out in the I would camp out in the Envy parking lot <laughs> until, yeah, until I had absolutely. a Joe Gorgeous sighting. <laughs> I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences Every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. 
For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honeylove honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Another like thing that's going down on social media is this chaos between Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards, which apparently their tension with each other will just never end. They haven't been married in like 15 years or something. But um, long story short, their daughter, Sammy, recently turned 18. And she announced yesterday or on whatever day it was, that she has joined OnlyFans and she posted a swimsuit pic and told people to go follow her and that she would be private messaging people, which I mean, I don't care who has an OnlyFans. She's an adult, she can do whatever she wants. And like, you know, Larsa Pippen taught us that Sometimes OnlyFans is just like people. (laughs) Sometimes they're paying you $10,000 just like to say, hey, so I don't know what's happening on Sammy's OnlyFans. But now there's this like tabloid feud of Charlie. Basically, um, he said uh, this did not. She's living with her mother. This did not occur under my roof. I do not condone this. Um, And then Denise said Sammy's 18. The decision wasn't based on whose house she lives in. It's like, why are we doing this? Truly, why are we doing this? And like Charlie Sheen, of all people, is not going to be like the sound judgment that I'm looking for. Like, you know what I mean? Charlie Sheen has made a lifetime of questionable decisions. So for him to be like, not under my roof, like he's on some high horse. I just was like, really? Charlie Sheen, you of all people who we know we're like bringing to hookers to Thanksgiving dinner, (laughs) like you have no right. Obviously, my dad would probably have the same reaction. But I feel like We've we've seen a little bit in the press like there was already some tension between Sammy and Denise. Didn't something go down on on TikTok? Yeah, it was like in the fall, Sammy posted something about how she like hated her mom, basically, or she was like trapped living with her. Yeah. And then since then, she's turned 18. It sounds like she's still living with Denise, which to me, I'm a little bit like if you're 18 now and you hate it so much, like Mm -hmm. I feel like. You you could find a way to move out. I don't know. But Denise has given a couple comments in the last few months about how their relationship is like tough, but they're working on it, but whatever. And I'm like, I just, I don't know this. I feel like this family needs to like, just take a breather from each other. Yeah. And it's like, especially if they're still in the phase of working on their relationship, if Sammy, you know, like you said, she is 18, she can make her own decisions. If Denise is still in mending mode, it's not going to do her any favors to, you know, be like, I do not want you on OnlyFans, especially when you're living in my house. I mean, maybe that's what Charlie would do. But like I said, if they're trying to mend their relationship, if Denise is trying to do that, then that's that's just not going to help the situation. So I can understand why she's maybe 
maybe not being as aggressive about it as maybe some other parents would, like Charlie would, for example. Where do you stand on Denise Richards as a real housewife? Like, do you think that was, did you enjoy her on the show? Would you ever want to see her back? You're not going to believe me when I say my answer. (laughs) I'm almost embarrassed to say it. I was obsessed. I loved Denise Richards. I was team Denise all day long. And like I rewatched it in quarantine and I, I found her to be like a little bit more annoying the second time around, which is like funny what I was telling you how the first time I watched something, I will absolutely love one person, then I'll have a, a complete opinion change. Um, but I just like Denise as a person. I think that she is more laid back than the rest of the girls. Like, you know, one of my friends, uh, Samantha Bush, who I know you've had on the podcast before, yeah. she even tweeted something today like, I'm sick of the glam squads. I just want girls to go out to lunch together and, you know, talk about mom stuff or whatever the tweet was. I'm paraphrasing. But I feel like Denise, you know, for for as much drama besides the Brandy stuff, I feel like she was a real one. I agree. Like, she – I don't think she – when she like got the offer to do Housewives and was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. It didn't feel to me like she had necessarily done a lot of research. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> while I think maybe that uh, turned out a little rough for her, it was refreshing because Beverly Hills, more than maybe any other franchise, everything feels so performative in a way yeah. that it's like the glam is always going to be over the top. You know, they're clearly trying to show off their wealth like you know i love there's one girl on tiktok i can't remember her name but she goes through all the handbags that you see in every episode and it just is like ridiculous the amount <laughs> i of, need to like, find that tiktok <laughs> it's so good but but it's like denise really clearly either she didn't know that that was kind of the expectation or she just didn't care to keep up and like yeah. the first her first season, early in the season, they went on a trip to the Bahamas, I think. And it was like when LVP was still there. And like the first day they come out, everybody's in their like caftans and like designer looks and whatever. And Denise is wearing like jean shorts and a tank top. And it's just like, that is so good. (laughs) Yes, I agree. (laughs) She's like, what? We're at the beach. (laughs) I agree. I would 100% be in favor of her making a return. It reminded me a little bit of um, Jackie when she had that party for her kids on Real Housewives in New Jersey with like the pizza and cake and like the (laughs) Amazon box party favors. And she's like, yeah, it's a kid's party. I'm not going to spend yeah. like $20,000 on like <laughs> Which, gourmet good food. good for her. Good for her. That's exactly <laughs> what she should do. Right. And it it almost makes the other women, it like exposes their ridiculousness a little bit when they're like, yeah. how could you feed the kids pizza and cake? And she's like, because they're six-year-olds. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, I think Denise, I don't know if I ever see her like, making some big comeback to Real Housewives, but I appreciate the time that she spent with us. I do too. It was, uh, we cherish those moments with Denise Richards. Where, I'm curious, what would you think about Lisa Vanderpump coming back? Like, where are you in, I feel like that is just always a topic of conversation. And I am curious to know your thoughts. I feel like it's been enough time where I wouldn't be annoyed with it. You know, like, the first couple of years after the whole thing happened, I was like, okay, this is never going to happen. But 
Then we got all these reports, you know, a couple of weeks ago about Lisa and Teddy, like talking it out at the MTV Movie and TV Awards. And I'm like, you know, if the door is still open for Teddy, of all people, to kind of make amends with Lisa, then I feel like the door would still be open with Kyle. I feel like... You know, if Lisa, which she never will, I don't think she will ever return to the franchise, but I feel like it would just be it would be good for fans to see them reconnect. You know, it would be something different than, you know, Erica's drama or, you know, Lisa stirring the pot or whatever. You know, we kind of see a repetition of storylines with some of the cast members. But people were so invested in that friendship. I was so invested in that friendship as a viewer that if there was a way for them to reconcile on camera, I would be totally there for it. I also just feel like Lisa loves control. I mean, we all know that. I feel like that's kind of been the downfall of Vanderpump Rules in the past couple of years, that she doesn't want to let her baby go, even though it's kind of progressed past what we actually like to see on Vanderpump Rules. Like, I say it all the time. I would love a Tom Tom spinoff where, you know, the two Toms take the role of LVP and then we follow you know, their restaurant workers and see what they're doing, kind of like a next gen situation. But I feel like Lisa loves control so much that she would never allow that to happen. You know, she would never let the Toms kind of take her role on on a show. So so I don't think she would ever come back. But I feel like I would like to see them reconnect. Yeah, I agree. The Teddy thing was interesting because it's like, Obviously, Teddy's not on the show anymore, and so it's, like, there's no kind of, like, skin in the game with Lisa. Like, her making up with Teddy isn't, like, opening the door for her to be back on the show, necessarily. But also, I, I wish we had, like, audio of their conversation, because the article said that they talked for almost 40 minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes! Because when I first heard that, when I first heard that they made up or whatever I was like oh Teddy probably was just like let's move on I I love you I'm sorry Lisa and she's like okay but if they talked for 40 minutes it's like you know they got into it yeah which good for Lisa I'm surprised Lisa (laughs) gave a shit enough to do that with Teddy honestly I I feel like they all were probably just like at the perfect level of drunk to like allow the heart to heart to happen where us commoners would normally have that conversation like in the bathroom, but they're just going to have it, you know, after the MTV movie and TV awards. I did love the mess that like Tamara took a selfie of herself where you could see Teddy and Lisa talking (laughs) in the background. It's like, God, Tamara, something like Tamara and Teddy are weirdly this kind of dynamic duo that is like strangely <laughs> captivating enjoyable yeah yeah you just can't look away i don't know i'm very excited to see tamra back on ultimate girls trip what are you what are you feeling going into this season i'm excited for this season because unlike last season and I mean, I guess it just depends on what way you look at it. But, you know, it's the ex-wives club. They don't have anything to lose. You know, they're they're not still on their respective shows. Um, I don't know. Maybe some of them would like to be back on TV full time. I don't know. Maybe somebody like like Brandy. But I just feel like it's going to be such a different atmosphere than the first time around, because, you know, those are all people that are still on TV. It's the first season. But 
this cast, Brandy, Vicky, Dorinda, I mean, we're already seeing it. They are ready to go balls to the wall, guns blazing. And I am so excited for it. Yeah, Vicky and Dorinda have really been going back and forth over the last week or so. Um, apparently all stemming from some comment that Vicky made about Bluestone Manor being old, which I have to say is just like an objective fact. But, um, <laughs> but you know, Dorinda's coming for her dating history, for her love of dancing on tables in Mexico. <laughs> like, it just feels very like... I love when Dorinda has that like edge where it's like, oh, she doesn't give one single fuck. She no. she's down to destroy Vicky. <laughs> I love it. It's like whenever I first saw this, um, and I I think it's on The Godfather, but obviously I know it because Chloe said this season like never go against the family. In Dorinda's case, you never go against Bluestone Manor. You never go against the Berserkshires, or you get the wrath of Dorinda Medley. So. Do I feel like she's maybe going a little far? Doesn't Dorinda always go a little far? <laughs> but I like it, so it's fine. I was surprised, though, because apparently Vicky made this comment. It was reported, like, when they were discussing where to stay for this season. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. There w- That was, like, a discussion? Like, I assumed the producers were just like, okay, you're going to Massachusetts. Absolutely. If I was Vicky, I might have been like, well, I'd rather go to the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, I mean, I even just said it. I, well, maybe I didn't say it, but I did in my head. I love the the Berkshires episode of New York was like something that I actively looked forward to every single season. I feel like lovers of New York really looked forward to that trip. So, of course, I'm going to want them to go. But if I was Vicky, I too would be like, didn't they go to like someplace very tropical the first time around, not somewhere out in the middle of nowhere? I don't know. Yeah, Mauricio had the hookup with that villa in Turks yeah. and Caicos. <laughs> like apparently Peacock was like, yeah, if Mauricio's not paying, you're going to Dorinda's house. <laughs> as long as they never go to La Quinta for a Real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip, I will be a happy camper. <laughs> No, we we can't have Kyle like hosting. That would just be too stressful. Yeah, like, Cassie, I'm trying to make a lasagna. <laughs> well, the dogs are eating the food like straight out of the oven. Oh my god! I okay. To, I didn't grow up with dogs. I don't have dogs now. It is like extremely stressful for me to watch Kyle's dogs, who are very cute, <laughs> just be so like all Unhinged. over the place in the house. I'm like, please sit. <laughs> like Bambi is oh gonna gosh. eat absolutely anything <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you love it but yeah Brandy uh, commented on Dorinda and Vicky's feud and she said that she unsurprisingly had drama with both of them while she was in the house um, she said I like Dorinda when she's sober and I have a newfound love for Vicky so I don't want to pick a side um <laughs> I'm like, Brandy, the way she has talked about it, I listened to, uh, she had uh, Phaedra on her podcast, she had Dorinda on her podcast, and the way they just describe it is like, Brandy was basically either blacked out or fighting with someone or both the whole time. And I'm like, that sounds like- Par for the course. Par for the course. That sounds like what I would expect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like I said earlier, I'm just ready for it to be chaotic. I feel like the first season, it had moments of chaos, but it wasn't, you know, chaos start to finish. A lot of them ended up friends. I mean, Teresa's got a couple of them, you know, in her wedding party over her sister-in-law. But I feel like these ladies 
don't care. They understand the assignment. They know we want the drama. I cannot wait, truly. Yeah, no, I mean, they're. I feel like they're like, oh, yeah, it's like fun. I like some of these girls, but like, I'm not trying to, it's not a sisterhood. <laughs> right. No, not at all. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So I want to talk about this um, situation with Beverly Hills that we're dealing with now, where there's been a lot going on between Sutton and Crystal in the last couple of weeks. Crystal had thrown out there that Sutton had made this, she said, dark comment in... um, Tahoe last season. And then last week's episode, Sutton was like saying that she had told this story about her daughter's friends in the jacuzzi. And that Crystal was like, yeah, that's what I was referring to. And now there is this TikTok that has gone sort of viral in the like Bravo sphere. And it is this girl saying that she is what is the the friend that Sutton referred to as like that Chinese girl in the hot tub. And she says, it's like a sound, a TikTok sound. That's like, that's funny, like weird. And she says me when I cut off my high school BFF of five years because her mom was racist to me. And now she's a real housewife getting called out for being racist. And her response is my white daughter had a Chinese friend on TV. Oh, I, I have been a Sutton fan since she's been on the show. Basically, I've always thought that she was just like, delightfully weird and off putting to watch. But this, it feels like she has painted herself into a really unfortunate corner with this situation. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's just a a snowball effect, you know, like, like, 
the conversations that we didn't see between Crystal and Sutton. It's like, okay, well, it, it could have been left left there and we would have never known about it. But then Crystal brings it up. And now we are assuming the worst. You know, like they said, we fill in the blanks. But Crystal also is being very vague about it. So, you know, the snowball is starting to roll down the hill. And we're like, okay, what's coming next? What's coming next? And then this TikTok is what comes next. Which, by the way, I have not been able to find. I think I think she deleted it. I looked. So the, the girl who posted it originally is private on TikTok. So I've only seen... Oh. I've seen screenshots and then I saw a, one Twitter account like repost the whole video, but I think on TikTok you can't really find it cuz she's private. Yeah. I could not find it. So I was just I was just very confused. I don't think we ever will know the truth about what was said, which on one hand I'm like I want to know and then on the other hand I'm like I agree with the rest of the cast where I don't feel like Crystal should have brought it up if she's not going to divulge all the information because we are only getting half the story, which is frustrating as a viewer. Right. It's tough because it's like, obviously, I agree that if Sutton is out here saying problematic things, I think she should be held accountable for that. And, you know... Garcelle wants to know what she said. Obviously, it affects her as Sutton's friend and a woman of color. But then it's like, it really has created this super awkward dynamic within the whole group. And then us watching it as viewers, not having all the information. It's just like really hard to know how you're supposed to feel about any of it or process it or like... Form an opinion. Right. It's, I don't know. It's it's strange. And um, I, I feel like Sutton... I, I felt like with the Erica stuff last year, Sutton was really like the people's champion, sort of. Yeah. Like everybody, Between she was her asking and the questions. Yeah, she was asking the questions that everybody wanted her to ask. And like this season, it's kind of like, oh, like, not like that. Like, it's, it's looking yeah. a little rough. <laughs> well, I remember like before the season even started, I was, you know, I'm always reading stuff online. I'm sure you are too, but... You know, I forget who the interview was with, but somebody asked, like, who has the most drama this season? And the answer was everyone with Sutton for different reasons. So it's like we're we are starting to see that, whether it be, you know, the first couple of episodes with Kyle Sutton with um, Dorit now Sutton with Crystal, you know, whether or not whether or not Garcelle is going to figure out what she said and that's going to cause an issue with Sutton and Garcelle. So I think it's just easy. And we know uh, Diana, the new the new housewife is going to end up having a problem with Sutton. So a rough one. And I almost feel like I, I don't know. I also can't form an opinion on Sutton because I can't figure out if she is playing it up, you know, because so many people love the fact that she called Erica out so much last season that she kind of came into this season thinking I'm going to do the same thing and I'm going to make a, a bigger name for myself. Um, or if she just really is as what did Diana, what did Diana call her? Oh, she's clumsy. Like, clumsy with her words. Yeah. 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 Or if that's just really her, like on a day to day. I know. And there was a clip from this week's episode that I saw going around where she's like, you know, last week she said that thing where she was like, oh, I love Crystal as much as I hate her. I still love her. Right. And then at the at like the next dinner, she's like, oh, well, I never said I hated Crystal. And it's like. You got to get, get your, <laughs> yeah. you, gotta, you know, roll footage. It's yeah. I, it's not necessarily that what she said was so horrible, but it's like, if you're going to 
if you're going to speak in such like absolute terms, like you have to actually remember what you said. And that's why I think I would be a bad housewife because I would be like, people would be like, you totally said this. And I'd be like, no, that doesn't sound like something I would say. Yeah. What did, um, didn't Eric, who said fake amnesia? Did somebody say it to Erica oh, or did Erica say oh, to somebody? Yeah, it was, I think Teddy said that to Erica, pretend amnesia. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Pretend amnesia. That's what Sutton has for sure. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We're still only like five weeks into this season of Beverly Hills, and w- we still haven't even seen a ca- seen Kathy at all. I'm like nervously awaiting Kathy joining the season. It it's there's a lot. <laughs> I'm also wondering, you know, if because we all know something is going to go down in Aspen. Uh, don't know the the specifics of it, but apparently it's pretty bad uh, with Kathy and all the cast kind of turns against her. I'm trying to figure out because there's two different ways that this could have played out. Either something really bad did go down in Aspen and Bravo and the production company is kind of bracing themselves. And that's why we haven't seen much of Kathy, because, you know, that's going to be the only time that we really see her to, you know, you know, cut back on screen time. Or we do know that she was in contract negotiations forever because people loved her so much last season and she was like really holding out to get a lot of money. So I feel like. Man, if she put them through the ringer through negotiations and something really, really problematic goes down in absent, absent, Aspen, she is going to look like such a jerk. I know. Like, that's the thing. I think that's why we haven't seen her so far, because I remember like reading that was all getting reported on at the time of filming. And I feel like they were like probably a month into filming or something like that before Kathy had like officially said yes to doing the season. And yeah, I'm curious once she shows up how much we're actually going to get of her. Cause you know, depending on if there's like legal threats being made or, you know, it sounds like it could be getting pretty messy. Like they might not want Kathy Hilton to be on the show so much this season. (laughs) And I did hear that, you know, whatever did go down in Aspen, that was really bad, wasn't caught on camera, but that there was like Mm -hmm. a group of housewives there. Um, So I don't know if that will make any difference. I think it'll be interesting to see how they navigate it because it does have such big implications with the rest of the cast, but it wasn't caught, you know, on camera. I'm also just really curious to know the fight that goes down between Kyle and Kathy, you know, because we get another Lisa Renna intervention. I feel like that is going to be her job this year is just to give everybody different interventions. Um, And she's like, you know, you say really bad things about Kyle. And right before I jump on this podcast, I saw a post that Kathy had written in, in somebody's Instagram comments that they were talking about Kim Richards coming back. And Kathy was like, Kim and I never fight. We've had maybe like two fights in in 10 years and we don't stay mad at each other. And then she also said, Kyle and I have only fought about one thing in 10 years, which to me is like, really? Like, because I feel like every other week they're fighting and surely it can't be about the same thing. Well, we know their, I mean, their big kind of family rift was over Kyle's show, American Woman, because they thought she wasn't, you know, being respectful about their mom. But yeah, I feel like we've moved past that. And if Kathy hasn't, then maybe, maybe that's a Kathy problem at this point. (laughs) I mean, I can't keep up with these people, honestly. 
I know. I'm I, I'm curious to see where the season goes, and I'm I'm excited to watch it all. And I'm sure I'm sure you'll have lots of great content about all of it too. I mean, I gotta say, I do just love Beverly Hills. No matter what, like I always look forward to Wednesday night at eight o'clock when I am going to sit down with ice cream and watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's just so enjoyable to me. I don't know if it's because I'm so invested in in the characters or they truly understand the assignment, but it's just top tier. I love it. I really do. I agree. And I think the last couple seasons, especially, it's felt like it kind of like clicked back into a place that maybe it was, yeah. uh, it had fallen a little bit maybe for a couple seasons, but the last couple of years have been a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to talk about. And um, I'm so glad that you were able to come and talk about it with me today. I'm so excited. This is like a bucket list podcast to be on. So thank you, Dylan. And anytime you want to come on mine, you're more than welcome. Amazing. I would love to tell everyone where they can listen to you, follow you, all of that good stuff. So my podcast is Morgan's Pop Talks. We talk about all things reality TV and pop culture. And then you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Morgan P Talks. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.